Adding wholesale as a channel to your store is a great way to increase revenue. But how do you offer customer-specific pricing in Shopify? Well, there's a bold app for that. It's called Customer Pricing, and it's great for wholesale, of course. But it's also cool to add things like a VIP program, where you reward your best customers. It's so easy to use. To put a customer in a price group, you tag their customer account. That's it. Or if you want to get fancy, the app could do it automatically for you, tagging customers into groups based off how much they've spent, how often they've ordered, where they're from, or what products they purchased. For example, let's say a customer spends $500. We could automatically tag them as silver, and they get 5% off. Then when they've spent 1000 or more, they get tagged gold, and now they get 10% off. And with the tagging by product purchase feature, you could actually sell a membership product and then give members a discount, not unlike a Costco or a Sam's Club. Now, as an unofficial Shopify podcast listener, Bold is offering you their customer pricing app free for two months. Just go to kurtelster.com bold, and you can install it from there to get the exclusive offer. kurtelster.com bold. What's the number one customer support request you get? I bet it's, hey, where's my order? My friends at Ventov, makers of SEO Meta Manager, have a solution for this. It's called Order Lookup, and it lets customers look up their orders, right, good name, with either their email or order number, reducing the order inquiries you get in your inbox. We use it on our own high-volume Shopify Plus client stores, like Hoonigan and Yvonne Stells to provide real-time order info to customers with a fully customizable order lookup page, so you can keep that thing on brand. And hey, if you're a dropshipper, it even works with ePacket. You can get a seven-day free trial when you search order lookup in the App Store. So tell me about how you gaslit your wife into buying you a project car. <laughs> All right. So uh, right now there's a lot of there's pent up cash, pent up demand, and how the housing market is gone wild. So has used cars. Used cars, the price on them has gone crazy, and we need it. We were down to one car um, as of last year, and we said, "All right, well the time has come. We got to buy a second car." And I was making myself crazy trying to figure out something relatively inexpensive, fun, and that would get me around. And I was so, I was struggling with it so much that I finally, I was like, let's just get a minivan. Just give up. And she was like, no, no, no. And I said, I need you to have an opinion. And she said, you know, I have always wanted a, a vintage VW Beetle, and I almost bought one twice in my life. And I immediately said, well, how much could that cost? Like, go look it up. And sure, like, two days later, she'd found one she wanted. Uh, we, we made offers on, on three, and we ended up with a 1979 VW Super Beetle convertible. But, so what has really happened here is what it's known as a project car. It's just when you're a dork that cares too much about doing car stuff, you have a car with a bunch of shit that's broken on it, and then you get to fix it. Some people apparently find this enjoyable. Uh, so <laughs> mm -hmm. what happened is f you got your wife to say to you, Kurt, please buy yourself a project car so you can hang out in the garage and show off all the cool little things you did. We're very much in alignment <laughs> on this purchase, <laughs> though straight up everybody was is like, well, this is clearly one of Kurt's harebrained ideas. Yeah. And it really wasn't. <laughs> Keep telling yourself that, buddy. 
I swear. I she it was she picked it out. She paid for it. It is titled to her. I swear it's her car. <laughs> and I'm thrilled to death to be able to work on it. Yeah. And get this. Oh, so here comes the free plug. We have a podcast listener who owns what is the largest VW like vintage air cooled VW parts site, J Bugs. And he was a very valuable resource. Oh, good. When, you know, in finding out like, all right, here's what to look for. And here's some issues. And yeah, you were, you were talking about it to me. You were like, all right, well, the backup lights don't work. The electrical system's totally screwed. The fuel gauge doesn't work. All the speakers are weird. The radio doesn't work right. I give it like a B plus. It's really good. And I'm like, what are you talking about? My cars are pass fail. Does something not work? Fail. <laughs> uh, you know, if you just want one single no hassle car sure but if you just want to torture yourself and call it fun get yourself a vintage car <laughs> i'm telling you automotive technology has really come a long way in the last 40 years yeah the the gas reek when you turned it on was really really brought some flashbacks and that one yeah it's converted to carburetor snow blowing weber carb on there snow blowing in the 90s yeah well it's funny it's like as soon as uh julie started it for the for the, for the first time she'd be like oh my gosh it reminds me of my childhood like gas smell? Yeah, like getting brain damage? <laughs> yeah. Well, now the garage permanently reeks of gasoline. Just always, you walk in there, you're like, whoa! That's... That's carcinogenic. That's a great choice you've made. Gotta put a Prop 65 warning in here. <laughs> yeah, Prop 60 warning, 65 warning on your house. <sighs> so, so speaking of, uh, of things that don't go particularly quickly, 0 to 60 in 20 seconds on that VW, we're talking about performance optimization today on the show. A topic that we have mixed feelings about because people make themselves crazy trying to make their website faster. And I get why. We essentially have uh, Google and other resources implying that if your website is below a certain threshold, suddenly you won't rank at Google. And the reality of this, who knows in what, uh, what that implementation will look like in the coming months. But everybody wants a faster website, and there's nothing wrong with that. And the, the go-to tool, like it or not, to figure this out is Google PageSpeed Insights tool. And it unfortunately it gives you a score for your website. That's the part that drives me crazy is it, it grades you. And we had this, this client, we set up uh, a site for them last year. They loved it. Site performed really well. So we know it works. We know it generates revenue. And he had someone performance optimize it for him. And out of curiosity, I ran it through. Well, let's, let's settle down here for a second. He didn't have someone performance optimize it for him. He was teaching to the test. It straight up was he wanted his page speed score to be higher. Okay. Because he bought into this idea. I can't believe we're fucking talking about Google PageSpeed again. Every time I'm, I think I'm out, they pull me back in. <laughs> uh, and so he was like, I got a guy, and he increased my PageSpeed score. And this is cropping back up again because Google invented a bunch of, st of statistics, and then these statistics are going to be part of core web vitals. And then they said that core web vitals are now going to be part of the ranking factors for your Google ranking. So everybody's in a panic to so, increase this score. Yeah, the score. But they keep pushing it back. It was like, it's going to be in the fall. And they were like, it's going to be in March. And then last week they were like, it'll slowly start rolling out in June. And so it's not affecting anyone yet. And it hasn't launched it all yet. And yet again, I'm looking through Google's FAQs here. But every time they've talked about it, they have made it clear, better content will always win. These core web vitals are merely a tiebreaker tiebreaker where they were like, maybe the core web vitals will help you rank one slot higher because it was a tiebreaker. 
you will not be delisted or lose your Google rankings at all. But if you do this thing this guy did, you might be delisted. Oh, okay. <laughs> so also, we have this we have this score that's making people crazy, whether and, we like it or not. And we've made 12 podcasts about it and how we hate it. Yes. And, and also a testing tool that makes fun of it. <laughs> we have our own speed test tool. That's just great. Gives you a 110 out of 100 every time. It's funny. Um, the, but I get why people are, are panicked. You know, if, if you get any kind of organic search, the implication that like, well, if your website's not scoring well, and it, hey, that score reads like an F when you see like 30 out of 100. In your head, you just go, I failed. That's an F. Um, and so they, they want a faster site. I don't blame them, but there's so many merchants clamoring for faster sites. So many webmasters clamoring for faster sites that there are plenty of people who are willing to take your money and help you get a faster site. And that it seems has become a slight issue here. So uh, walk me through what's going on here. Oh, wait, I just want to roll it back for one second. I found, sure. I found the relevant pieces of text directly from Google. While all of the components of page experience are important, we will prioritize pages with the best information overall, even if some aspects of page experience are subpar. A good page experience doesn't override having great relevant content. However, in cases where there are multiple pages that have similar content, page experience becomes more important for visibility. It's a tiebreaker. It's a tiebreaker. They, that is such a good way to phrase it. And they said may. Uh, there, there was a different section where they said it where they were like it might rank help you and might rank better so it's not even a yes there's just some weasel words there yeah. uh so what happened here is our client came to us and was like he was very proud of himself he was like check this shit out i hired this guy to increase my google page speed score and lo and behold he increased my google page speed score uh the google page speed um tool set is is called lighthouse um and so he was really proud, and we checked it out. His Google PageSpeed score is something ridiculous. It's like 92 or 93. I, well, I tried it today. It said uh, 78 out of 100. On mobile? On mobile. And then it's like 90-something out of... 100 on desktop. On desktop, yeah. And in the past, you know, when you would run this test on that site, prior to these changes, do you have that score? I mean, I don't, I don't have the exact score up off the top of my head, but nine times out of 10, Shopify stores are under 25. It's usually, yeah. Or like, usually even in the teens. When I see 35, I'm like, wow, you did a good job. 35 is, would be nuts for yeah. me to see for a Shopify store. And I mean, again, we have multi-millions dollar clients who make tens of millions of dollars a year and their page speed scores are like 12. Yeah. It yes. No, the, all our, our stores that do uh, periodically seven figures in a month, <laughs> all of them have page speed scores uh, 10 to 15. Yeah. That's where the real high performers are. And the best part is Shopify has that card and it'll be like... You know, you're ranking the same as 96% of stores similar to you. So, you know, that's just kind of how those yeah. high-performing stores go. And again, to repeat, the actual speed of their actual pages as loaded by users are very quick. It's just the weird arbitrary score that PageSpeed gives you is bad. The actual speed of the pages, an important metric, is fine. And I'm not saying, like, we shouldn't care that pages should be slow or fast. Uh, I want a faster site. Pages should I don't be want fast. to no. be sitting waiting for a site to load. It's I important. Um, so anyway, so I got annoyed that I was like, how did, how did this pull this off? Yeah. It, it smelled funny to me. It was I wasn't, so, too fast. It smelled funny. It didn't smell funny to me. I saw it as an opportunity. I said, oh my gosh, someone cracked the code. Someone did it. And this is, you know, I can think of you know 20 people who would immediately yell, take my money to have us implement the same optimization. I would love to be able to go to people and say, hey, how do you do this? 
And so you're digging through this thing. You're sleuthing. Yeah. Tell me how to, I want a faster site. Tell me how to do it. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, here's what you do. You cheat. Uh, So I'm going through the code and there's just a giant block of code that's encoded in hex. But tell me what that means. And what hex is, you know, you think about um, letters to convey information like A, B, C, D, E, F. There's different ways of rendering those letters in web code. And one of the ways of doing it is hex. And, you know, hex has a bigger space. So there's like more symbols are hex encoded. Emojis are like hex encoded where you could, you know, it's more than just the 26 letters of the alphabet. Does the alphabet have 26 letters? Yes. Uh, <laughs> my, I actually, this is top of mind because my four-year-old is like super into her letters right okay. now. So you, when you think of the alphabet, you only get 26 letters, but when you have hex, you have, you know, hundreds of, or thousands of letters. Cause it's all our, our special characters. So when I'm looking at a letter on the web, it's, it can actually be rep- It's not represented by the letter necessarily. It could be represented by a hex value, which is like how many characters? Which is like four characters. It's like slash X five, seven or whatever, something like that. So how does making my website's code physically larger by obfuscating it in hex help me? He wrote it in hex. So when a human looked at it, it made no sense. <laughs> and... So I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to be translating all this hex now. So I translated all the hex into actual, you know, alphanumerics, as we would know, and uh, started reading what it was doing. And the other thing he did was everything that was like a, a variable or like the name of a function that the script was doing was just like gobbledygook code. Because again, the machine doesn't care if I'm writing a code and it does something like, you know, make image smaller, make the image smaller by, I'll just call the function image smaller. So I know exactly what, oh, this, this thing makes the images smaller because right. I called it image smaller. But you know, one of the main ones here is called zero X five C five, six X nine is the name of one of the functions. More obfuscation. More obfuscation. I struggled with it too. I, I was amazed I got it right. Oh my God. But I mean, the computer doesn't care that it's called that, but any person reading it is just going to, their eyes are going to glaze over. So uh, what he does in the end is he uses liquid code to so that's Shopify's theme language. Shopify's theme language. He uses liquid code to overwrite every single piece of JavaScript on the website. And so he can control that piece of JavaScript now. To what end? He makes it defer. There's different ways to load the scripts. You put in defer, you put in async, so it loads asynchronously. Like With like, just a, a pipe filter. Yeah, he he wrote an, ins, an insane liquid you can use to replace things. So it's like anytime you find the word script, add the word butts on the end of it or whatever, you can mm-hmm. do that. Script butts. Script butts. And so he's doing that, but he's def, he's doing everything he can. He wrote this insane system. So whether it was in the theme code, whether it's created by an app, like wherever it is on the store, it searches through that store and makes it load later. Okay, that Do part's, not that's legit. It is and it isn't, because some of that stuff, you need it. So when the you're issue is the that page. it's just... He does it... This he's, is a broad brush. He's got a claymore, and he's just hacking at all of them. It's not a rapier. He's just slicing every single script. So this liquid just does a brute force thing. And then the liquid also... And he doesn't run the liquid if you're in the theme editor or if you're on the cart page. Okay. In order to guarantee that the theme editor loads and works right. So he's aware. He's aware that he's this doing can create some, issues. Yeah, this can create issues. Then he runs a function called exec speed, 
and it was actually called exec speed. And what exec speed does is anytime you interact with the page whatsoever, or four seconds after the page loads, it finds all those pieces of JavaScript and shoves them out the door and says, let's go. We need those. So the page ends up working correctly because anytime you scroll or click on anything or move or do anything, exec speed immediately. Wait, hold on. So all my JavaScript doesn't execute until four seconds after the site has loaded until the load event happens, which means it's like there are different events in the course of the load of a web page. And like the load is like, all right, I've read everything I need to read, but I'm still working on doing all of it, but I have all my instructions of what I need to do. Okay. Again, no, four seconds after the load, or if you click on anything, scroll at all, or interact with the, or touch anything, or interact with the page whatsoever. This feels like it would break a lot of functions, apps, etc. It, it doesn't, because if you do anything whatsoever, it, it loads it up, or four seconds after the page load, if you're just staring at the screen. I mean, four seconds after the page load, in general, is probably when the page has completely finished loading, if you have a good page. So it's really invisible to the naked eye okay so so is this part is or isn't legitimate i mean it works okay it's just aggressive here's the thing so we're using liquid code which happens first that happens on shopify side the javascript runs in the browser that happens after the liquid code's been generated so he uses liquid to hide all the javascript then uses exec speed to push all the scripts if he detects you are the google lighthouse browser exec speed never runs <laughs> all right i think i know what this what the end result here would be walk me through what that would do functionally it makes your google page speed score go through the roof because it's not loading any scripts whatsoever but the actual site that would be created by doing that is i will say this client in question does not have a lot of stuff running on his website that's like script based. So it's really not too bad, but his product photos are totally jacked. Like it does not create a usable website. So he's shut. He's giving Google page speed, an unusable website that gets a good Google page speed score. How does that work? What do you mean? All Google page speed goes was all right. Did it complete loading? All right, good. I'm done. Okay. So Google page speed, because it's, it, not a human. It's not a human that's using the website. It's a robot. It's trusting the browser or their user agent, which yeah. is equivalent to a browser. They're trusting it to understand, to just accept that when the page says it's done loading, it's done loading. Yeah. All right. So what's happening here is JavaScript from apps really is the culprit. It's the third-party scripts and, yeah, the scripts that you're loading, for, and especially the app scripts because the apps are not on the Shopify CDN. It's wherever. And Google really dings you for that. Well, and it's wherever they're coming from. So if they are if they have a cut-rate server that's sending you some JavaScript file, it takes a while to get there. I mean, it has to a execute the JavaScript, too. It takes The browser has to execute the JavaScript. That's more work on its... All right, so this guy's obfuscated script don't worry your daughter is not being murdered right now i don't think yeah she's a clear well we're four now and we have some pretty epic tantrums <laughs> um so what this script does when it it's it looks for is google lighthouse so the page speed insights tool i faked my browser user agent and said i'm google lighthouse and then i loaded the page to see what was happening and what happened it never loaded any of the scripts i'll, I'll tell you right now so normally there's JavaScript is 64 of the requests. It ends up being six megs of resources that 
on this site normally. Six megs. Oh yeah, my gosh. Yeah, it sucks. When I say that I'm Lighthouse, JavaScript is only nine requests and 730K of resources. All right. So a majority of the page load just disappears. Yes. If this script sees... It, the page load goes from... Uh, well, trans, transferred, it's... Because it, it comes over zipped. So let's say transferred. Transferred, it was 1.8 megs of script becoming 1.93K of script. The total website is 3.8 transferred. The total website to Lighthouse is only two transferred. This script sniffs out Google's PageSpeed tools. Yeah. And when it sees them, it strips all of the JavaScript out of the site. So it serves to Google a stripped down, unusable website. But in doing so... Gives you a good score. Rams the page speed score through the roof. It literally is, I want to get an A in this class. Okay, how do you get the A in the class? Well, I hacked into the into the terminal and changed my grade to an A. I got an A in the class. All right, so... You didn't learn anything. <laughs> but and our, the reason we want a high page speed score is so that we win the tiebreaker potentially in search results, right? I guess, apparently, even though, again... This has not this actually is, been implemented. This has not been implemented. It makes me feel good. It's the reason we made the page speed tool. It makes me feel good. Yeah. I have a good score. I got a good grade. It said I was, I a, was good a good boy. boy. Yeah. Sergey Brin patted me on the head. Yeah. Thank you, Larry Page. My understanding. Here's the best part, though. Oh, it gets better. The actual. For, so for the actual users. So I, I ran. I did a lot of testing last night. I ran it with this page. Speed, read the site with these page speeds changes. Did a bunch of tests and then ran it without the page speed changes. Did a bunch of tests. This guy's stuff make the page, page speed score better makes the website load slower. So it's worse <laughs> for actual users, but your page speed score is higher now. That's that's quite the deal with the devil. Yeah. I mean, it, it, the site is... They're like, look, you said you wanted a higher page speed score, I and mean, I delivered. I mean, if I had a... If, if I mean, I'm not sure why, but I think what happens is there's stuff that actually is async and deferred that in the normal course of human events would not be loaded. But when exec speed, ru exec speed runs and goes, all of you, get out the door. Stuff gets loaded that normally wouldn't have gotten loaded. Oh. So it ends up being 25% bigger. The page is 25% bigger to make the page speed score slower. Wow. Yep. <laughs> and the merchant doesn't know. Merchant doesn't know. All completely hidden. Hidden code. No human could read it. I had to spend, I spent a whole, I spent a, a day a week ago and then all last evening figuring out what this thing did. Wow. But don't worry, he paid, I'm sure he paid this guy thousands of dollars, and the guy said, look, your score is bigger now. He's making bank. Pop quiz. How can you increase your Shopify sales by 10 to 15%? Well, you could start giving away your Netflix password as a free bonus. What do you mean I'm using too many devices? Or you could use Zipify one-click upsell. Created by the owner of a $100 million e-commerce store and trusted by over 8,100 Shopify merchants, one-click upsell helps you boost your average order value with targeted upsells and cross-sells. You can make pre-purchase upsells right from the shopping cart. You can make post-purchase upsells immediately after a customer completes their order. And with mobile-optimized offer pages that drive sky-high conversions and built-in split testing for maximizing your results, it's no wonder one-click upsell has made its users an extra $139 million in sales. It only takes a few minutes to install the app, launch your first upsell, and start generating 10-15% to 15 more revenue overnight. 
To start your free 30-day trial, go to Zipify.com slash Kurt. That's Z-I-P-I-F-Y dot com slash Kurt. And to get an unadvertised gift, email help at Zipify.com and ask for the Tech Nasty bonus. Tech Nasty. And now back to the show. There was another interesting thing in this this code. <laughs> when we initially, we didn't know what it did. You had tried just shoving it onto a different store. Well, what I did, well. Into a test store. Well, the thing in the hex code is this guy checks to see, he's really worried. He checks to see what domain, he hard codes your domain. So if my site is example.com, it checks to make sure it's, I'm example.com. It's being loaded on example.com. And what it does is, if it's and you can't tell what this is because it's all hex encoded, so you don't. If you don't translate the hex code, you have no idea what this is. If you t- copy that code and put it on notexample.com, it breaks your site. But if you load that site in PageSpeed, it loads fine. Oh jeez! So take the code. You're like, oh, I'll tell you what. I hired this guy. He jacked up my PageSpeed score. I'll give you the code snippet. You put it on your site too, and you'll have a great PageSpeed score too. You do it, you put it on your website, you check your page speed score on your website. It's great now. It is. It's 90 now. I'm doing a great job. But your actual website will not load anymore. Oh, man. And what other things did this guy do to uh, cover his tracks? I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, he wrote it in a language that no human would be able to read, that you have to care. You have to look at this, care about it, and sit down and focus on what exactly it is. Did you say it checks to see if you're in the Shopify theme editor and then just doesn't run? So it then doesn't, doesn't break anything? Yeah, well, yeah, it doesn't run exec speed or anything if you're in the theme editor. Oh, man. Yeah. I would love to know what what this guy's charging. And I asked, too. I said, like, hey, do you know what he did? And he sent me the change log, and it was just like, I made your website faster, and it was suspicious that the things he listed were just the most basic standard stuff. Oh, he listed more changes? He was said, he's like, oh, I, I minified and concatenated your CSS and JavaScript and HTML, which he didn't do. He didn't do that. No, and he has one snippet. It's called Vital Scripts. It's Vital Scripts.liquid. He pastes Vital Scripts.liquid into your store, and that's it. And he walks away. It's five. Once he wrote that, once he wrote the script, and he, I mean, obviously, there was a lot of work behind getting this fucking nightmare scenario thing all set up. But once he has it now, he posts it in your store. It's five minutes of work. The suspicious part was when, you know, they, the guy was like, well, here's what he did and for me. And it was like four things that were incredibly basic and did in no like, and it's all stuff we've done many times. So I knew that those changes would not result in the page speed scores we were seeing. Yeah. And I thought, well, that's strange. I'm like, maybe he just, like, there's some secret sauce, and he just didn't tell us. Well, he's not, yeah, he's not going to tell the client, because, like, the client's not going to understand. They don't care anyway. Yeah. Like, he got the result. They're happy with the result. They want the outcome. And so he he delivered on the outcome. He did. By making the store, the page load size bigger and making the site unreliable. And gaming Google. That's the thing. That's how you get delisted. I mean... I swear, I mean, if Google sniffed this out, I mean, and I mean, it's straight up in there. It's like the, it's a JavaScript if, and it's if user agent contains light speed. And then it does all this shit. I mean, he's not hiding it. So, I mean, if Google figures out that you're doing that, you will get delisted. They hate that shit. Yeah, don't, don't mess around with Google. No black hat. They yeah. don't like that. It's crazy though. I could turn it on and off. I mean, I have it also, I have it saved in my browser. I just changed my browser user agent and I'm just like, look at that. Now it's broken. Look at that. Now it's fine. Jeez. The only thing that changed is the word Lightspeed was in my user agent. Oh, man. I wonder how often this goes on. Because we've seen other stores 
where they're like, yeah, what do you, why is everyone complaining? It's so easy to get a good page speed score and I didn't have to change anything. And now I get 99 out of a hundred. And you look at the store and you test it, 99 out of 100. But the store otherwise seems completely normal and fine. Where you're like, what? You know, what am I missing here? Yeah. And the answer is they are cheating on the test. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. By sniffing out the Lighthouse user agent. Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, we thought it was something different. We thought when we were initially looking over it, we were focusing on that four second delay and we, we thought it was a thing where it was like, it was delaying all the scripts by four seconds. So Lightspeed never loaded them. So Lightspeed never scored them. No, it's not that at all. It, it rips all the scripts away. And then if it determines you're a normal person, it shoves all the scripts at you. Jeez. I do like the idea. All right. So I'll, this is all a tear. I was going to be like, well, you know, let's talk this through. Is this a legitimate idea? Cause you, you know, increase it only occurs on page. This is a horrible idea. I mean, it's a dumb idea because first of all, it made his site slower. I mean, the size of the site was literally 20% bigger. It's amoral. It's unethical. It's fraudulent. I don't like any of this. Well, I mean, I don't care. I mean, it's like you beat the page speed test. It, They're not like a government. I'm not body. crying any tears because he's acting unethically towards Google. Like, Oh no, <laughs> poor Sergey. It's more like you've made it. You've made yourself. You've done a, complete placebo effect where you're like my page speed score is better now it's a bright shiny day doesn't make any difference dude uh you've made your page slower for the people that actually buy things and if the day ever comes that google sniffs out you're doing this they're gonna take your website off the internet you sit on a throne of lies (laughs) all right that was a good one (laughs) oh yeah that was good you were like, how can we do this? Can we figure out a way to do this? I was like, yeah, I've I've come here to tell you. I figured out how we can do this, and we can do it now if you'd like. You know, why is it worse <laughs> when you agree with me? <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. All right, well, as usual, impressive sleuthing. Thank you. Yeah, that was, that was really good. I was feeling good, yeah. Like, my wife was, like, trying to talk to me, and I was like, listen, a thing happened, <laughs> and I've been trying to figure it out. Leave Somewhere, me- <laughs> someone's wrong on the internet. <laughs> I was like, leave me alone. Is there anything legitimate here that we could take from this? I think Ace, the, I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's just because PageSpeed doesn't make any sense to me. I really don't get it. Maybe I'm stupid. Maybe I'm stupid. But they're like, the, I read through the report and it's always like, well, uh, stop, you know, defer these render blocking agents. And then the render block render blocking agents is always like the CSS file that the website runs on. And it's like the cart script. So Shopify's cart works. It's like, I'm not going to defer or not load those things. We yeah. need them. <laughs> but they still, they dig you for it. Or my favorite is that they, they appear to penalize you for the use of a CDN. I, I love that they're always like, quit loading. Their, their main piece of JavaScript that they're always like, quit loading this giant, horrible piece of JavaScript from a third-party website. This is wrecking your page speed score. And it's always the YouTube script. Uh-huh. <laughs> they're like, don't. No, you're going, you're going too far now. Uh the, yeah, the, they're always mad that you're using YouTube on your website. It's like one hand doesn't know what the other. It's like, you own YouTube. You made the script that big. It's like, I, yeah, what's funny is. <laughs> it's like maybe if you made the YouTube script, not like a Meg, uh, it'd be better. Which would be better for your page speed score? Embed a YouTube video or embed an HTML5 MP4? Oh, M- HTML5 all day long would be better for you to yeah get the main one of the main ways you could help your page speed score is stop using google's youtube service 
But it's, and what's funny about that is in practice, just about every device on the planet has that YouTube JavaScript cached. So you, it's not going to load it. Yeah, because you've gone to YouTube at some point in the last three months. So you already got it. But they're still going to ding you for it. Yeah. So you should in, get that file to under, get that video to under 20, 20 megs, upload it to Shopify files, and just, <laughs> just shove that right in the page. <laughs> that, that is a, will get you a better page speed score. By loading a much larger page. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, that you put uh, you put a cover photo on it and it, it defers the load. It loads async. Yeah, no. it, it actually, it works pretty well. Uh, but it, it is fun to, to tweet Google about page speeds, strange idiosyncrasies. The finish time without this hack on the site was 11 seconds. And again, finish is like literally the last thing at the bottom of the page that was like the chat widget or whatever. The page was useful way before 11 seconds. But with this light speed hack, the finish time was four seconds because he's just. Yeah, all this, well, a whole lot of stuff goes away. He's just not loading it. And but again, who cares if the site works because no human will interact with it. The part I like, uh, I do like it using a pipe filter on the, oh, that the was, content for header tag that in was, the theme. That was diabolical. He really thought his way through. He's like replacing things inside every single script to like find a way to like make that script load later and later in the stack he's like replacing the actual third-party scripts like the, the truth is this entire thing is incredibly clever it's super clever it's just wildly misguided oh it's yeah it's just a scam and it, it, it we know it's fraudulent because he none of this was mentioned to the client and he misrepresented the work yeah he said like whoa i minified this that's and the other thing if that. he, he didn't actually do any i mean on the one hand he could just be like listen you want to con google page speed i can con google page speed that would be different that would be different he 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 knows he's doing <laughs> he has the uh what's it called he's got the mens rea he knows he's guilty he knows he's guilty of doing a bad thing because he's not telling anyone about it yes yeah he's covering his tracks and yeah. that's the smoking gun yeah it was soon if as he that was thing, just like, what? I just thought I was doing a cool thing and screwing Google over. Cool. Why'd you hide it so much? Yeah. As soon as you said, hey, this JavaScript's obfuscated, I thought, well, maybe he's paranoid. And then you said, hey, it's sniffing for the Lighthouse user agent. And that's when the alarm bells were going off. <laughs> like, uh-oh. <laughs> and yeah, wow. Uh, excellent, excellent research. Thank you. Uh, I'm pleased with myself. Is there anything legitimate one can do to improve their page speed score? Uninstall all of your apps. Yeah. Stop using Google Fonts entirely. I mean, just vi- go. Here, you, the main way to get a 100 Google PageSpeed score is to visit paulrita.com mm-hmm. and look at that website and make your website like that. And you will get a 100 PageSpeed score. Your website is uh, largely plain text on a white background. It is. No images. It's a white background with three P tags, three paragraphs of text. Of bare text. And you score 100 of 100. And I get 100 of 100. On mobile and desktop? On mobile and desktop. Now, I don't think I will be doing a million dollars a month on my website. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you want to do a million dollars a month on your Shopify store, maybe you need to deal with the fact that you won't get a good page speed score. Because there's, I mean, it's just the reality of it. And the thing is, I call, the worst part is, you know, so I get a 100 page speed score. I called my mortgage company. And they would not accept my 100 page speed <laughs> score to pay my mortgage, uh-huh. but they would accept the million dollars a month I would make on my Shopify store. So I decided to go with that because apparently page speed scores don't pay the mortgage. Really? Yeah, they don't. Oh, wow. You don't say. <laughs> so is there anything legitimate I could do here? No, we're done. I'm done. I don't talk about page speed anymore. Oh, okay. 
Well, all right. Here's a better if you, question. If you come to us with your page speed score as a client, I, my feeling is you're fired. Oh, jeez. Go away. Well, all right, what if you you paid some guy, and in a suspiciously quick time, he made your website much, much faster in page speed? Not in reality. But Again, in reality. I have to reiterate, people attack us for this. They're like, they see that websites should be slow. I, I know. <laughs> I hate the way we get, when we're like, hey, page speed sucks, and it gets mer- mischaracterized. It's like, well, cr- I disagree with Kurt and Paul, because I think websites should be fast. I think they should be fast, too. Well, the problem is page it, speed sucks, though. The problem is it's called page speed. If I was like, Windows sucks, and they're like, Paul wants to live in a basement. Like, <laughs> that's not, I wasn't talking about that Windows. I was talking about the other Windows. Yeah, we're talking about the tool, the actual <laughs> testing tool. <laughs> How do I, wait, all right, so let's say I hired a guy and now my page speed score is suspiciously good. <laughs> how do I, how do I verify that I have not been bamboozled? I think that's what I want to close I with. Do, I mean, I, I guess, um, what's it called? It's uh. well, how did you, is there a practical way to do the user agent test the way you did? Well, if people, here's the thing. It involves using the Google inspect element tool and the network tab in the inspect element tool. If you are smart enough to use the the Google developer tools and use the network tab, you can check your own website speed yourself. It tells you how fast everything loads on your website, the biggest files on your website, how big your website is, all that stuff. Screw page speed, it'll tell you right there in your own damn browser. So, but that's how you do it. You have to go in that network tab and you can change your user agent in there. Okay, I accept this. You know, <laughs> When I talk to people who are legitimate and... Uh, performance optimize Shopify themes. The answer is always the same. They're like uninstall as many apps and scripts as you can, as is reasonable. Yeah. Because you just you can't get rid of all of them. Uh, and uh, make sure you're not loading gigantic images. Resize your images <laughs> well, is number two. That's the, that's moot now, especially for our Turbo clients, because uh, Turbo does uses a thing called a source set, where in JavaScript, where it looks to see the size of the box that that image is appearing in. And then calls the size of the image that is appropriate for that box. So no more like 100 by 100 images that are on the page. But then when you look at the image, it's actually 3,000 by 3,000. That doesn't happen anymore. So really, it, it's if, uh, it's it's all apps now. That's the only thing that can fuck your site speed now or make it better or whatever. It's all third-party apps or tracking things or whatever you've jammed in the footer. That's the whole be- that's the whole ball game. You're right. I, I know you're 100% right. It's, and But nobody wants to hear it because no. they don't want to get, I don't want to give up all my apps. I don't want to give up all my tracking well, and scripts. Again, and I want my page speed score to go up. That's, it's just like, you know, if it makes the, it makes the page speed score go down by 10 points, but uh, it increased revenue by 20%. Again, uh, which would you rather have here? Yeah. Do you want the money or the page speed score? Yeah. Or it's like, oh, we'll increase my page load by 500K. Well, if increasing your page load by 500K ended up making you an extra 500 grand, Again, the 500 yeah, grand wins. Deal. Speed is important, but it's getting very close to being a solved issue. I think it, the adva- the one nice thing about it being such a top of mind issue for so many merchants is that means it's going to get attention. And that means it, uh, we already know Shopify is, is taking it seriously. We know they're, they're implementing things to try and change things. And I hope when... Uh, sectioned themes roll out when it happens it's gonna happen it's happening i know i have no official word whatsoever i really i have no idea i just it's something i really really want and so i i think as part of that we are going to see a a focus and improvement on performance i hope i think that is my my best wishes 
Anything else you'd like to go out on, good sir? Uh, that was phenomenal. That's pretty much it. I, I'm feeling good about myself. It's a beautiful day outside. You have a weird, smelly old car that doesn't work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, we're living our best lives. Absolutely. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Excellent! <laughs> oh my God. If you're new to the e-commerce space, you're probably thinking what we all were in the early days. Where the heck do I start? Product photography, discount codes, a logo? Thankfully, there's a really simple answer. Start with your theme. Your Shopify store theme is the foundation of your online storefront. Picking the right theme influences the way your store looks, how it works, and more importantly, how easy it is for visitors to see the value in what you're offering and convert them into paying customers. With close to 10 years of experience building beautiful, high-performing themes, the folks at Out of the Sandbox are experts in knowing what it takes to make your store a success. From the unmatched speed of Turbo to the endless customization of Flex, their themes are designed to look great and, more importantly, help you sell more. Whether you want to upgrade your existing theme or launch a brand new online store, Out of the Sandbox has a theme for you. Visit outofthesandbox.com and use promo code KURT20 for 20% off their best-selling themes and my favorites, Flex and Turbo. That's outofthesandbox.com slash unofficial, promo code KURT20 for 20% off Flex and Turbo. If you'd like to help us spread the joy of entrepreneurship, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. If you're listening on a smartphone, tap or swipe up over the cover art of this podcast. You'll find some episode notes, including links to sites we discussed, and maybe some details you missed. You'll also find offers from our sponsors, so please support our show by supporting them. And thank you. The unofficial Shopify podcast was recorded and hosted by me, Kurt Elster, produced by my business partner, Paul Rita, for our Shopify partner agency, EtherCycle. Check us out at EtherCycle.com. Thanks for listening.